That was like, oh, yeah. Oh, Brayton, you're going to break all of our chairs? I think that might have been Nora. (laughs) Nora, do you want to check your chair? No. It's just broken from last time. There's a crack right here. When you sat on it. There's a crack right over here. Yeah, where? Right here. In this area. area. (laughs) He's just drawing on it with a marker right now. There's no crack on this one. I just want you to know that in your heart. This is Bardic Mystery Tour, and we really hope you will adore these new detective bars galore coming at you in season four. Bardic Mystery Tour is a fifth edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing a super chill Fearvolg. He's finally able to use his Ma's old shield with the family labyrinth carved into its front. He's a lore bard and the bass player for the band Dark Lancer and is pretty bad with names. Hey there, I'm Nora and I'm playing the lore bard Windy Snowy Mountains. Windy's an experienced traveler and performer who's also a snow leopard to boxy. She likes playing her ukulele around a campfire and her cat-like curiosity makes her ask a lot of questions. Wendy's also praying to the Cat Lord for a rockin' show at Dream Lancer's next stop. Hello, I'm Brayton, and I'll be playing Staff again today. Staff is a changeling guitar player in the band Dream Lancer, but his bandmates have yet to discover his true identity. Staff often parades around in the form of Roger Stewart, but we'll see what other personas show up this session. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang investigated an automaton factory where Windy accidentally enlarged a gerbil to the size of a hippopotamus. Ignoring the problem they created, the gang leaves to interview Coronitis, the manager of a team in Mageball 16. We join them as they continue the interview. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. What was I talking to him about? He failed his bluff check. Or rather, you succeeded in your insight check. I wonder if the rest of the organization would be interested to know that you're trying to make money on the back end while they don't get any of their bonuses. Hey, listen. What are you talking about? That's an intimidation to make him talk and spill the beans. Oh. Because that's a threat. It's good I'm not there. I'm so much better at just hanging out. (laughs) 21. He's like, listen, guys, don't tell anyone about the bet, okay? Yeah, but we were pretty sure that, like, maybe you made something happen to this team at this point, so you better fess up and tell us what's going on, man. I didn't do anything to the team. Convince us. Do you want to roll it, said yes? Yeah. 22. 21. He's clearly lying. He almost laughs when he says it. Wait, what did he say? I I didn't do anything to the team. Why don't you explain to us... Why you decided to sell them into mecha slavery. What? All right. Well, just explain to us what you did to them then. I don't know where they are, okay? I want to intimidate them again, and I want to puff my fur up, and I want to take my claws out and look really scary. Eleven. He's like, listen, don't hurt me, man. Well, tell us the truth. I'll beat you up. Look, since we're probably going to win the thing anyway, if I give you the team back, then... You won't turn me in for betting against them. We're not making those kinds of promises. But if you play your cards right, we'll consider it. Um, okay. Tell us where they are. They're out in the tour bus for the team. I hid them away. But why? Because I'm selling them to a demon later on. Oh, wait. What? Crap! And then he runs. <laughs> I tackle him because I'm Monk from the later seasons when he 
when he acts instead of freezes. Okay, roll a grapple check. Thirteen. All right. He wriggles you off, and he just tears down the hallway toward the garage. I guess we follow him. Are we in combat? Mm, you don't have to be. Are you going to get the big guy or not? We should yell. Yeah, yell. Big guy, we got to get this guy. And then we chase him down. Yeah, but the big guy's in the locker room, and you guys are in the hallway. The yeah, locker room's yelled. loud. We he's get either going to hear right, us or roll he's a not. perception check. Okay. Well, do you want Nora to roll a performance check? Sure. Full 14. Listening skills. She's the lead vocalist, so you know she can just okay. really generate a lot of sound. And he's the lead listener. 16. Those are pretty good. While you're hacky sacking, you hear your teammate, Wendy, screaming from the hallway something. What'd you say? Big guy. We got to get this guy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, I got I to gotta go. And I flash him like the three fingers, and I'm like, I'll come back for the hacky sack. And I run out the door. All right. Whoa. That's a really nonchalant way to treat your hacky sack. You run down the hallway, and when you get to the garage, you see Coronite is jumping into a tour bus. Do you know that when we leveled up, I took the mobility feat, and now my base speed is 40? What? Yeah. It's true. Better start getting Could I have had a, another chance to try to grab him before the tour bus? Yeah, go ahead. I got a two. Too bad! He makes it to the tour bus. You like he like slipped through your fingers. I tried to grab him, but then I was nervous about the dirt I noticed on his cuff. Yeah, based on how bad Cornitis rolled, like what I think happened was Cornitis tripped, and then uh, Adrian tried to grab him, but fell on the ground before he got to him. And then they both jumped up and kept running. As far as I can tell, based on just the rolls, we run after him onto the tour bus if we can. All right, he doesn't actually go to the door of the tour bus. He runs to one of those side things um, on the tour buses that like you grab the. When you put the and luggage? Up, yeah, into the luggage hold. He grabs this little case that's like maybe like metal lunchbox sized. They're tiny. Oh, like a like a one by ten. But it has a handle cabinet. on the top. One by ten cabinet. Oh, oh, no. Uh, I yeah, I guess it's similar in size. The very specifics of the case don't matter that much. It's easily like one person carry. Does it have the mass and therefore the heaviness of an entire team? Of mage ball players. I don't know. He grabs it and runs, though. We follow him. This isn't effing Ant-Man because that hamster didn't, like, float away on, like, a light breeze. We don't know. Was it Windy in there? I mean, Windy was in there, but was it Windy in there? Ant-Man doesn't make any sense. And I want to add D&D doesn't make any sense. So this guy grabs his thing and he runs toward the door. What door? The bus door? The door to the outside. I yell to the guards to uh, stop him. All right. Um, the He runs past the guard and he goes, tell him to shut up. And the guard goes, uh, um, what? I, we chase him down more. Yeah. All right. You run outside and he's in the middle of drawing this large symbol on the ground. Oh, no. But it's, he's in the, already drawing something? It's like How a far cir- is he from Well, us? it's like in the dirt. He, like, used his foot to start drawing, like, a big circle, and then it's going to have, like, a... It starts drawing, like, the letter H. I cast Precedigitation and clean part of it. Okay. Prestidigit, 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 prestid
Um, oh, look, he continues to draw the circle. How far is he from us? Uh, you guys are, like, there. All right, I'm going to cast Earth Tremor on him. Okay. <laughs> like, on the ground and him. That's going to make the ground real bumpy. And all of the people standing next to him that are your team. No, 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 no. I don't know. How close are you guys? What's your move speed? His move speed's 40. Well, you said we're all there. You did I say I did that. say you're all there. Yeah, go ahead. What if I run around to the other side so it doesn't hit them? Sure. You feel that rumbling, you feel that shake. I know that's trembling, gonna knock you on your face. Does he get a reflex save for half? A, de- a, a dexterity saving throw. If he failed, he's laying on the ground, prone. That's the only effect of the spell. And he gets uh, two damage from this really good roll. Two damage? Well,. It seems like that that's what I rolled. So, yeah. She says on a failed save, he takes damage. So, did he fall? No. Okay. But you still definitely messed up his circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the circle's effed. Also, there's, like, giant, like, rocks. He's, like, climb out of this. I want to try to grab his the lunchbox out of his hand. All right, do it. How do I do that? Sleight of hand? You can use sleight of hand. 14. All right, you grab the box out of his hand. He goes... What? I need that. I step back and I say, what's in this box? He says, don't be an idiot. You know what's in that box. Well, I'm going to let them out. All right, well, listen. He looks around. No one seems to be looking at you, even though you just cast Earth Tremor. He's like, you can have that if you don't tell anyone about the bookie. What about this, like, demon that you were just trying to summon? Don't worry about that. What were you going to do with the team? Sell them to the demon. Why? He wants a mage ball team. But it doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to sell my team. Sell him the animatron team. They're too expensive. Something still doesn't make any sense here. Why would you bet on the warlords if you were going to sell the warlords to the demon? That was to prove I didn't do it whenever they suspected me later. Wait, this whole thing's falling apart now that you're trying to look at it. I thought it was because like the demon was going to make them super good because he wanted his team to be able to win. Yeah, that's it. I thought it was because they were going to have the mecha players substitute in for the warlords, and you had a, you were going to throw the game to the mecha players. It's just not that complicated. <laughs> All right. I think we got to turn this tie guy him, in. Yeah, tie him up, big guy. He's like, you'll never get me alive, and he I runs. Run I run towards him. All right. You're standing beside him. Okay. Do I get him? You need to roll like a gravel check. What is that? Just a muscle check? Yeah, roll a muscle check. Well, I do got him. And I flex one more time. The beach is that way. 21. All right, you grab him. All right. I grab him. I hold him. He's like, let me go. And he tries to wriggle out. No, someone's going to. It's someone Lindsay, else's turn. Up. Does anybody else want to take a turn? I think the thing that's weird about this combat is that we didn't do initiative. And it feels like we're in combat, but we're also not in combat. And also, we confronted the guy, and then he just told us the whole plot. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like a Scooby-Doo episode. Mission accomplished? Yeah, no, I'm not upset about it. I like it. I think there's another piece here, because clearly the factory owner is involved because he shrunk the team. Yeah, I want to open the box and look, but I want 
Coronitis to be tied up first. So uh, is Wendy tying him up with the big I'll guy? I'll tie him up. I don't think there's real, like, arrest this person skills in D&D. So, like, I assume you guys just tie him up or something. Because, like, All right. he doesn't want to be tied up, but you grappled him. And there's three of us. I guess you don't have to, like, knock him out to tie him up. I tie him up and I gag him. Okay. And then I open the box on the ground. Inside, you see either five or seven or maybe 12 or 19 little tiny three-inch tall people. One of which is... A silver dragonborn, but not very muscly, just a dragonborn that's kind of skinny. And a dwarf. And this human. I say hello. They're like, hello, you gotta save us. We're tiny. Are you guys the warlords? Yeah. They're all wearing warlords, uh, joysies. I think I know just the thing. And then I close the lunchbox. We're no longer. And I carefully carry it to Bentini's Mecca player factory. Um, I want that guy to come with us. Coronitis? Yeah, so I'm like, dude, man. You just, like, drag him on a rope? You gotta get up on on your own, man. Okay. Is he on his feet? Yeah. Alright, I hang on to his arm real hard while we walk. Okay. So he doesn't run away. The door to the factory is locked. We go in through the window again. I also could cast knock if you want to bring the whole town here. Well, whatever you think is the easiest solution. <laughs> we could go through the window. I don't care. I was going to say, why don't you go through the window and then come and open the door? the door? That's yeah. smart. I'm going to do that. Okay. You're going to jump up to the window? Yeah. You want to roll a climb check? What's that? Athletics? Yes. 17. You jump through the window. It still doesn't know the fifth edition skill. What? I think we should probably put out a podcast paper. This edited says, and it says like jump. podcast paper. Reflex and then, save. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I, um... You have let it through the window. But when you land on the other side, all of the automatons and automations are all like knocked over and disheveled and stuff. And there's an enormous hamster. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And it makes this really loud, squeaky roar noise. (laughs) No, that's like demonic. (laughs) Definitely not like that. More like. (laughs) And it makes it like. Noise, but like. And it attacks you. Roll initiative. You guys are not you. You can roll initiative so we know where you are, but everyone outside begins living life in six second segments, strangely. Sixteen. Four. Four. Hey, four twins. Wendy, you're first. I want to cast Shatter on the giant gerbil. Okay. Oh no, you're gonna break the hoop. It's not in the little room on the top anymore. Oh, on the main floor. It's destroying everything in the factory. Oh, we shouldn't. Okay. I feel like I can look straight in that window, right? No, it's more than six feet above you. Above us? And they're blacked out. I'm eight feet tall, man. And it's around the side, and you guys are standing at the front door. Oh, oh, oh. All right, all right. When I get really worked up, I make quite a clatter. Stomping and raging about until we resolve the matter. Fifteen damage. All right, then it tries to chomp you with its big teeth. Does a nineteen hit? Yeah. It chomps you for sixteen damage. Don't worry about it. All right, you guys hear what is clearly shatter go off inside the factory. I look at the bass player. 
We should go in. Can you open this door? Yeah, for sure. I cast knock on that big old door so that the gerbil can come running out. Well, you've never seen the gerbil. You said it was like 21 fists big. It increased in every direction by 20. Oh, okay. It's still to scale a gerbil. It's like big, big dog sized, I guess. It's the size of this table. Yeah, it's as big as this table. I don't know any dog that's as big as this table. For the listener at home, we're sitting at a table. It's like small car sized. Let's say it's like smart car sized. You could knock it over if you push it hard enough. Wow. There are very few things you can't knock over by pushing hard enough. Back in college, Emily used to go out with her friends in the middle of the night drunk and knock smart cars over. Smart car tipping, they call it. The door is probably unlocked. I check the door. It's unlocked. I open the door, and I go inside, and I push that guy in, too, so he's in there. There's another door. That slidey one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Staff. I go through the door. There's another door. I go to that door. I take out a rag. I slide the door open. I push past this guy. There's a giant gerbil. This size of a smart car. Or maybe a Volkswagen Beetle. So I did some soul searching after the last arc, and I didn't... I should have said this when I was getting dressed. I thought I would just carry a sword with me. That's because fine. it's fantasy, and I made myself less useful in combat. Yeah. All right, so I want to have, like, a short sword. Okay. Okay. I draw it. Okay. And I move up to beside Wendy in combat. Uh... You could probably get there, because your base moves 40 now. Yeah, I'm very mobile. You did start all the way outside. Started outside. But, like... If I can't make it, I can't make it. You can make it. I just said you can make it. Just tell me I can't make it. That's much better for my neuroses. You can make it. And then I stab the gerbil. Oh, what if I stab it and it gets blood on me? That's going to be the worst. It's a risk you're going to have to take. Okay, I stab at it. 13 armor class. Oh, you missed it. Perfect. Wendy. Are gerbils smart? Like, do they have above animal intelligence? Can they speak? No. I'm going to attack with my rapier. 23. That's a hit. 7 damage. And I'd like to bardically inspire my good friend, the big guy. Hey you, you're pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Thank oh. you. Oh. Yeah, she's only inspiring friends, not randos. Yeah, I don't even know you, bro. I flex a little bit, and then I stop when I realize. And then it bites at Wendy. Cutting words. Piercing and quick. My tongue with a flick will cut you right down. Does a 10 hit you? Nope. All right, and then it tries to bite you again. This bitch. All right, it also doesn't hit you. It's one of the two of your turns, but since you have the same initiative, I'll let you take whatever order you want. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Windy, and I'm going to boost it with my special College of the Road Bardic ability. 
Oh, thank you. feel much better now. Is it my turn? I guess. How far is my dude away? Did he... I mean, he was, like, struggling with that guy. So. Yeah, you're, like, uh, 20, All 15 right. feet away. I'm going to run up so that I can get in there. Well, I have a shield now. Uh, I went to bed last night, and I woke up, and all of a sudden, I know how to use a shield, because I assume that that's how that works. You've been studying how to use the shield for the entire time you've been adventuring, but you just now honed it to the point where it's going to make an impact on... Your character sheet. That sounds way better. Good job. All right, so I'm holding my shield in one hand. You put months, if not years, into the knowledge it takes to learn how to use a shield properly. I mean, I wanted that anyway, so it makes sense. Ed's story makes sense, because I had always wanted to use my family shield. All my stories make sense. Uh-huh. So I, I'm holding my shield on my one arm, and I have my shepherd's crook in the other arm, and I come up to this beast... And I say, because I have speech of beast and leaf as a fearbolg, I say to him, we won't hurt you. If you run back upstairs, we can help you. All right, make a charisma check. Persuasion, maybe? 20. That's pretty good. All right, is that the end of your turn? Well, does it look like it's about to like go somewhere? Because I have no ability to actually hear what they say back to me or anything, so it's mostly just waiting. So what happens? So you just talk, but animals can understand you? Yeah. And you're going to wait to see what it does? Yeah. You're going like, to ready an attack in case? Yeah, I'll ready a... Oh, this I think is a good time, because that's not a spell. That's just me, right? Yeah. All right, this is a good time for me to use my Blade Ward cantrip. And that makes it so weapon attacks do half damage. Yeah. All right. Then the gerbil turns around and runs toward the stairs. Yes. That's good, right? Attack good of opportunity. Job, yeah, you all have opportunity attacks if you want. Do we understand what the big guy said? Like, was he just speaking in common? I don't know. Or what's your thing? Say? I think I was speaking. It doesn't say in giant. I think I was speaking in very large words because he's such a large creature. So yes, in giant. Okay. I don't speak giant. I don't speak giant. I'm not going to attack it, though. I guess I don't either. All right. So it runs back over the stairs. The staircase is, like, kind of mangled, but it kind of, like, hobbles up it. Every time it steps on it, it, like, bends it a little bit. Here's the problem, though. We still have to go up there. That's okay. There's another staircase. But, like, do you don't think it's going to try and attack us again? Oh. I'll be like, hey, guys, we got this. Just follow my lead. And I run up the other stairs. Is the bass player... Still holding on to our prisoner? No. No. Where? What's he doing? I don't know. You want to look for him? Yes. He's gone. I chase after him. All right. You run outside. You don't see him anywhere. Sorry, guys. Do I see any evidence that he came back out this way? Like footprints facing the way out? Uh, That's a classic uh, mystery move. 
There is oil Oily all over ones. the floor. Yeah. The most convenient setup I've ever done for myself. He didn't go all the way into the factory floor, though, and the oil was in the factory floor. I dragged him into that room with me. I yeah, the room. I let go. Yeah. Then that's when... There's no oil in it. that room past that no. weird door? No, that room's clean. Past the rolly door? When you say past, do you mean past the door into the factory floor or yeah. past the door into the office that's clean? We went into the office. Yeah, but you left him in the office. I didn't think I did, but okay. Well, that's where you were the last time you were with him, and then you said you ran, and I wasn't going to let you run while you were... Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Cool. He's gone. My bad. In the wind. Do you want to roll like a survival? Sure. I was hoping you'd let me use investigation. Sure, roll an investigation check. 23. It's pretty beefy, but uh, you don't you don't see any tracks. Uh, I think he didn't come this way. But when you look outside, you see Bentini and a handful of town guards coming your way. I wave at Bentini, and I hold my palm upwards, and I bend my fingers just at the third knuckle. All four fingers, like, a motion to come here. And I say, Bentini, come quick. We need your help. Okay. What are you guys doing? Well, I ran up those stairs. I followed the big guy. Okay. One of the doors is like destroyed and eaten by some sort of large rodent. The ampersand? Yeah, it's the ampersand. I go in through the D door. Okay. Seems like the right choice. That giant needle is still making that hum. Is the gerbil in there too? Or is the gerbil still out? Yeah, it went in. It went through the hole that it dug. Hey, man. Jump through that thing again, and you'll turn back to normal size. And then, I don't know which way is which. So, uh, oh, do I even know that? No, you've never seen this before. I have no idea. That was all. I did that. None of that should have happened. I told you there was a shrink ray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Slash like, enlarging okay. ray. So, I'm like, hey, man. All you said was if you don't fight us, then we'll make it better. Yeah, that's so, true. Like, that so could okay. just be a bold-faced lie. I don't know. Hey, Wendy, how, how does this thing work, though? I don't know. I'm not a shrink ray expert. But I think that since we didn't change any settings, if we send the gerbil through it again, it's just going to get bigger. What if we put it through backwards, though? Let's test out something that's really tiny. Okay. okay. The theme of the episode uh, with Mage Ball is if you put it through one way, it's points. If you put it through the other way, it's negative points. I've been thinking about this the whole time, and I just now realized that you guys made that up. But how do we put it, like, I don't, I'm not good enough at visualizing it to understand how we would put it through backwards. Do you want to investigate it? Mighty's going to go talk to the gerbil and, like, try to calm it and be chill with it while you try to figure it out. I'll investigate. Roll an investigation check. 19. Roll a handle animal check. 24. Okay. The gerbil seems pretty friendly. Uh, Wendy, you realize while investigating it that that giant needle thing sticking out of that four foot by four foot by four foot box, it's probably taller than four feet, because, like, anyway. Are you talking about the oval thing? Yeah, yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's like a ring on a stick. It was, it was supposed to be more ovular. Uh, ovular? It's supposed to be more ovular than that, but, like, once I imagined it looking like the eye of a needle, I'm stuck on this needle concept. It is, yeah, it's like a big oval that goes into this box on, like, a stick. So, like, it is like a needle. Like, yeah, but not not really like a needle at all, more like an elongated hoop. It's like an oval on a stick that comes out of a box. Like a mirror, like a hand mirror. Sure. Except instead of there being a mirror, there's a hole. Way more, like, thin and tall than a mirror. What gauge is the metal that makes up the hoop? Like, 
70 odd. How many, what's that translate to in inches diameter? It's like, you could probably like hug this pole that's coming out of this four foot box. Oh, it's like more like a telephone pole. Yeah. And then the hoop is like similar in width, except for it's like flattened a little bit to like hoop width. It has like flat sides. The outside and the inside of the hoop are kind of flattened. But then when it comes up to the tip, the. This is more like a ring on a post. Except for it's like so. It's like excessively accentuated uh, oval shape. Like a hula hoop, but an oval? No, it's flattened, he said. All right, take a hula hoop, squish it it on the ground. Stand on all of it. Yeah. Now, the natural springiness of it makes it back from flat into a little bit of like a hoop ish shape. But because it was flattened once, not only the sides crushed so they're like skinny, but also. The thing is now long instead of circular. Like a football. Yeah. It's a pointy oval. Yeah, pointy oval. It's really, it's the shape of like an eye of a needle, but it's like so big. Imagine, take a needle, cut off the eye of the needle so that there's like a little bit of a stem, glue it to something, make it like 150 times bigger. Use that shrink ray on it backwards. Yeah. But this was never a needle. It's like a fabricated piece that's this big. Right on. It has a hole in it. It's important. Sure. I, uh, all right. Does that help, Nora? So, kind of. The shape's not super important. <laughs> oh, is it not? <laughs> it seems like it might be. Now, tell us about the side of the box <laughs> that the hoop is coming out of. Is it a long slot because the whole thing can move up and down? No, it only comes out of one place. Oh. But Wendy discovered while playing with it that it rotates. The box rotates? No, the hoop rotates. Oh. And the box has levers on it, or levers. Are they labeled? The first time you described this, I thought you said it was cantilevered, so I thought there was a slot. The whole hoop arm moved up and down. You put something in it, you drop the hoop over it. Like this a bubble so wand. Different wait, than wait, what I've... do you think cantilevered means? It means there's a weight on the other side, so that it's balanced. Well, it means that there's nothing supporting the end, and all the support comes from one end of it. So, like, the edge of the box where it's going into is the last point where it touches that can hold it up. And the rest of it's being held up by the box. It's just sticking out of the box into the air. Are the livers labeled? Did Wendy livers. notice? Yeah, Wendy knows basically exactly how this thing works because she killed it. Did you test it out on some wrenches? Sure. You want to throw a tiny little wrench through it? Yeah. Wait, did did you spin it over? Yeah. Then you throw a tiny wrench in, and it comes out a regular-sized wrench. I want to spin it back over and take the regular-sized wrench and put it through. Oh, wait. It was already in shrink mode. You you didn't... It was already in big mode. So when you if you didn't turn it and you put a wrench in, then it got big. And then when you flip it over, you put the wrench in, it comes out tiny. But you know which way is big and small, so you can just tell me which way you want to go. Okay. I want it to be shrink way, and then I want to shrink the gerbil. All I right. tell the big guy it's time to shrink the gerbil. Okay, I kind of want to keep this gerbil now with us forever because I feel like we bonded. Is there a setting where we can like just shrink him a little bit so he's like half as big as he is now? Yeah, yeah, you figured out like the levers. So how big do you want this gerbil to be? Like half as big as he is now, like dog size, like big, like big dog. Like when we say dog, dog. you mean like a golden retriever? Yeah, like a big dog or a chocolate lab. Maybe even bigger than a golden retriever. What's the Duke? What's the white ones? No, what's the white ones? Um, that are farm dog, Pomeranian. No, um, sheep dogs, Great Pyrenees, poodles, 
Great Pyrenees. Bear Dog. Uh, poodles. Great Dane. I want it to be Great Pyrenees size. Show us what that is. Listeners, you can participate at home by getting your phone out and Googling Great Pyrenees. If you're driving at this moment, don't do it. The internet is a magical place filled with information. Wait till you stop driving. That's I do think that that's like a quarter of the size of the current one, but that's fine. You want it to be that big. That's how big I want it to be. Okay. All right. I tell the little guy, I mean the big guy, I'm like, hey, man, we're going to make you a little smaller. And then you can come and hang out with us if you want to. Go on tour. It does not respond. Uh, Come on in here and jump through this hoop. How good do you think gerbils are jumping? I bet they're bad. Oh, should I lift him? Probably. <laughs> He's All like right. super freaking <laughs> oh, yeah. heavy. She's really strong. Yeah, but is she that strong? Oh, uh, give me a strength check. You want to be like a step and have it walk up you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say, I'm going to get down here. You climb up on me and get through if you want to be our friend and hang with us. All right. Roll a strength check. 14. I don't know. Dude, this thing's real heavy. It like shoves you to the ground and then you take. Seven crushing damage. But it manages to leap off of you through the hole and become Great Pyrenees-sized. That means it wants to be with us. It means it's smaller, that's for sure. I give it a good scritch, scritch, scritch behind the ears. What's it do? You're probably going to try to, but Bendini's probably going to come in here and arrest us all any second. You can name this one, big guy. I got the horse. You got the gerbil. He doesn't even name, man. Are you kidding me? Well, then what are we going to call it? It doesn't matter. Ask him, man. See what I he don't says. speak gerbil. <laughs> Same, honestly. All right. Who has the case of mage ball players? Is I it d- still Mink? All right. Yeah. Bentini runs over to Mink and he, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" Oh, there was a some sort of mishap and we heard a noise, so we went in to investigate it. So you just ran into my factory? There's a gigantic gerbil running amok inside. What? She's like, guards, we need to kill this giant gerbil. And they all rush in. But there's no gerbil inside. Wait, does Bendini go in? Yeah, she shuts the outside door. Good. I follow her into the room with the action. So what's going on? Why are you here? I'll show you in the other room. Okay. I follow her to that room. You guys walk onto the factory floor and she shuts that door and she goes, so what's going on in here? Why is everything knocked over? I stay between her and the door and I pull out the lunchbox. And I open it and I say, why did you shrink these players? Was it so that you could get them out of the game so you could force us to use your mecha mages in the mecha bowl mage ball tournament? And then they're all like, hey, the light, it's back in. Guards, arrest this woman. The guards turn around like, there's no giant harpster. Were you none of you listening to my exposition? No, we were looking for giant squirrels. Uh, see, okay, hold on, come over here. Bentini's like, what are you talking about? These are shrunken people. This is yeah, a professional shrunken mage ball team. It was very unprofessional of you to experiment on humans. And what were you doing in my R&D book? Bentini. No, that's what I'm saying to you. It was unprofessional for you to experiment on humans. I would never experiment on humans. That's why I keep pets. Oh, well, anyway. Do I believe her that she was uninvolved? Roll an insight check. 17. She seems genuinely surprised to see tiny people and to be accused of doing harm. Oh, 
I'm sorry. I can see that you're being honest. One of the guards goes, that's one heck of a whatever. You just assume you could just determine honesty by determining it by, and then. What's that sentence? Shh. So we confronted Coronitis about his involvement in the disappearing team. And then he ran and grabbed this tackle box and we found these people in it. So I assumed that you were in on the plot with him. Oh, but in the chaos with the giant gerbil, he escaped. I did have Coronitis over and I showed him a bunch of my stuff the other day. And he was talking about purchasing the automaton team. If he could get them to have an example of how good they were at being a team or whatever. But, uh, then, the next day I came in, and my shrink machine was tampered with. It was probably him. And he probably left that gigantic gerbil to attack anybody to cover his trail. What gigantic gerbil? Did you... I look around. Is it, Do I see the gigantic gerbil? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it, there's evidence of a gigantic gerbil having been here. There's a bunch of smash stuff. I'm like, see all this smash stuff? They're the big guy. It's, they're not... Um, what happened to that gerbil? Do I hear him from upstairs? No, he's like talking at like a like conversational level, and you're like very far away from him. I cast message to Wendy. And I say, "Hey, what happened to that gerbil?" What a weird message to receive. That's not what I say. I say back, we calmed the gerbil down and shrunk him to dog size. Oh, then I tell Bentini, apparently that band that's here from out of town to play the best halftime show you've ever seen, Dreamlancer, I think is their name, apparently shrunk the gerbil back down to, well, she said dog size, but... That doesn't make any sense. So they must have shrunk it back down to gerbil size. And it's up where they are. Do you see them? And I wave to them. You can't see them. Oh, no, they're up a, on the catwalk. There's a huge, uh, like, smart car-sized hole in the wall. But they're, like, in the middle of that room. So maybe you could see them. Okay. Bentini's like, they're using my machines? That's unsafe. They're wildly dangerous. Well, do you think we can fix this team? Or are they going to have to play as miniatures? Oh, I don't know. If they went through it once, maybe they'll live through it again. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, let's go through the machine again. Are there any naysayers? They're like, I like no. being tiny. They should vote, man. Hey, is your whole team here or was there like a second tackle box? No, this is all of us. How many people are usually on a mage ball team? It's either five or seven or 12 or maybe 19. I start counting them. Brain roll 20. Damn it. There are 20 members on the team. Great. We wasted one of Brayden's 20s. All right, so then we go, and the day is saved by a Dream Lancer. All right, Bentini operates it with skill and precision that Wendy never seemed to be able to muster. I'm just saying, I got a gerbil to be big dog size, so... Pretty impressive. Is she mad that I want to keep this guy? Uh, do you want to ask her? Yeah, but we'll wait till this whole thing resolves. And she gets the machine all set up, and she just, like, hucks that metal box through there. Through it? Like, with them in it? Yeah. But it comes out the bottom, and they're all safe and sound. Is the box giant Yeah, the now box too? would be, like, bigger than the space under the thing if it's bound. It's very complicated. I guess you have to huck it sideways. This is why it makes so much more sense to have it. Or, like, a like thing a moving, you put it on that, like, A moving slides. hoop. 
Oh, and then yeah, you drop it down over it, and then it's on the floor, and then you can walk over the top of the ring. That's the part that Wendy never figured out, but Bentini knows how to do that. My wounds hurt a little more because I see that it didn't need to hurt. Yeah, and the team's like, yeah, let's go win us some mage ball. We've been practicing in a tiny cage because we have nothing else to do. I'd like to bardically inspire whichever player looks the best. Um, O'Doyle? O'Doyle rules! Or Micah or Dolomite. Wait, who did I bet that was going to win? Never mind. I bet that the regents were going to win. I don't bardically inspire anybody. Well, we have to go get changed and, like, showered and get our pep talk from our awesome coach, Prill. Yeah. It's also Prill's the manager, not the coach. But the managers are kind of coaches. You know, with Mage Ball, there's a lot of, like, uh, very strange rules concerning the, like, formation and organization of the teams. It's really complicated. All right. Well, what kind of charges is Bentini bringing up against us now with the guards? None? Uh, yeah, Bentini's like, so you you said that someone, you said that that Coronitis guy did it. Yes. So I guess I should hold him liable for all the, uh... And I'm so sorry that he got away. He got away? Yeah, but I he's he's tied. He's tied up, so he can't get too far, probably. He was tied up, but I feel like we've spent a lot of time in here. <laughs> All right, well, sounds like another case is solved. Yeah. I'll have Sharona send over my uh, quote to Sheil. Uh, I was like, who the fuck is my Sharona? But Sharona's my sidekick. That you don't have, like, doesn't exist. I didn't call anybody Sharona in this episode. I say to Bentini, I'm like, hey, man, I know it sounds like maybe these are your pets, but. uh..." She's like, no, I experiment on those. Okay, I'm keeping this one. The cats are my pets. Oh. Oh, you want this gerbil? Yeah. You can have that gerbil. Yeah. I buy them for like, you know, 50 for like a gold somewhere. I feed them to the snakes and stuff. All right, I'm really sad that she treats these animals terribly. All right, I'm going to start cleaning up this mess. That apparently one of my pets made. Breaking news. We just discovered this week that the Buckminster Regents team name doesn't actually have the letter A in it. Correct spellings will be reflected in your Patreon postcards. If you're cool enough to support us on Patreon. In other news, Nora here, just getting back from a short but awesome trip to the PA Wilds for some hiking and outdoorsiness. Hope all you listeners are getting the chance to enjoy the August sunshine outside. I've actually started helping out with our social media, and I'm here to ask you a favor. If you haven't already, go to your social media of choice, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Find our page, Bardic Mystery Tour, and give us a like or a follow or an upvote or whatever kind of thing they'll let you do. If you're feeling really brave, maybe you send the link to a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast. It's through listeners like you that we can expand our audience and continue to do cool, creative things. Thanks for listening, and we'll send you back to the episode. All right, we're going to make our way back to the Coliseum, I guess. All right. I hope you make it to the Coliseum in time to see... What's the name of your band again? Dream Lancer. Heck yeah, I'm going to make it. I'll clean this up tomorrow. Yeah. Rock on, man. I flash the three fingers and I walk out. Yeah, let's get out of here. my critter. Does anybody have some rope so I can like... Or is this guy staying with us? No, we used uh, all the rope on the guy we tied up. Well, Dream Lancer, it's been really great getting to meet you guys. And I'll be watching your show from in the stadium or from my house, maybe. Oh, I need okay. to go home and shower. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Nice to meet you, Mr. Adrian. And I shake their hands. You do? Yeah. Wild. All right. And then I wipe my hand off immediately. 
It's kind of rude. And then I walk down the street away from them. Okay. I turn to the big guy. I'm like, what did you think of that guy? He was kind of strange, right? Yeah, I think he's just uncomfortable like, in what's life. Up, what's up with that, like, washing it, everything off and, like, not being able to touch doors? I don't know. Maybe he comes from a really clean place. I don't know what that's like. He's not here. I don't know. All right, well, should we just go back to the Coliseum? Like, you think Raj is going to meet us for the show, or? I don't know. Should we go recruit a new guitarist? Well, it's probably bad to keep this gerbil with us at the show. I think it might hurt his ears. Do you think he can play guitar? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so let's take let's take him back either to the tavern or just go hang out with our horsey, our, our good horse friend. Okay. You know? Yeah. Sounds Get good. them some food and then go to the hotel room. Yeah. How much time is left till this show? Like 25 minutes. Oh, wait, till the beginning of, like, the event, but then, you know, you gotta watch four terms of Mage Ball. I wanna see all the terms. You don't have to watch Mage Ball if you don't want to. I think we should drop the gerbil off at the hotel room, because it's a little more contained. All right. We go to the hotel room. Okay. Did you go to the hotel room? No, here's my big plan. I want to stop at a vendor that sells jerseys. I assume there are a bunch. Yeah, they're everywhere. I want to do a costume change into a Regents fan, a Regents jersey. The more I can look like Coronitis' clothes, the better. Because my plan is to go to the locker room, morph into Coronitis, give a really good pep speech to the team, because I got a lot of money riding on them tying, and I want them to be at their top performance. Well, he wasn't wearing like a jersey. He was wearing like a golf tee or whatever. What are they called with the polo shirt? Okay. The, can I find any of those at the vendors on the way towards the Yeah, Coliseum? you can find, yeah. I want to get that. Sure. And I dress up like that. Okay. And you turn into Coronitis? I'm going to wait till I get inside. I might turn into Raj's face to get past the guard. We'll see. I don't know where these two are going, so I don't want to run into them as Raj. So I'm going to stay as Adrian until I get closer. Okay. You make it to the Coliseum. I go in. I go. I hide in a corner, like an alley. Outside. Outside. Okay. I switch to Raj's face. Okay. I go into the garage. All right. The guard's like, hey. I'm like, oh, hey. And I keep walking. He's like, what are you doing? You don't remember me? I'm Raj. Who's Raj? I play the guitar in Dream Lancer. We have a show coming up. Oh, yeah. That's your wagon? Yeah. Did that kid painted? Is it painted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it look good? Uh, no. <laughs> Do you want us to roll for it? Yeah. Wait, hold on. You know, it looks okay. Can you describe some of how it looks to us? What did it, What did you say to do? It has a star with a rainbow coming out of it. Son of a bitch, it was supposed to <laughs> it be says, a, It says the more you know. It was supposed to be a starry background with a lance with rainbows coming off the side of the lance. <laughs> well. Is Red still there? No. He doesn't want to get paid? Didn't we pay him ahead of time? Yeah, but we told him we were going to give him three coppers after he was finished. Look, he's got a game to go to. The stands are full. I leave a note in the wagon that says, I'll be right back, Raj. Okay. Then I run down the hallway to the... Okay. Then I tuck into a corner where no one can see me. Okay. Then it's I like switch into... Okay. You... Sure. Then I switch into Coronitis. All right. And then I walk in the locker room. Just trying to decide whether like I should have you like immediately arrested. All right. The team's all there. All right, team... Who's ready to play some mage ball? Yeah! Roll like a performance I would, check. I give an inspiring speech. Yeah. I got a 17. All right. Listen, all year, they've been calling us names, these warlords from Wrangleford. 
they've been saying they can't juggle. All we have to do is tie them, and then we'll be able to beat them in the death round. But I say they can't play mage ball like how we play mage ball. Yeah! Let's get out there and tear them apart. They all start, like, punching each other. Nice. All right. I don't know how sports work. I think that's how sports work. I don't know. I think I agree. That sounds right. Okay. Then what? Then you leave? Then I go back to the cart. Turn into Raj. Turn into Raj on the way, and I hope they bring my guitar. Okay. You guys go back to the hotel. All right. Do you leave your dog there? (laughs) He's so cute. Or Durble. A durable? Yeah, he's a durable. He's a durable? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I scratch him, and then I reach into my bag for some more snacks. Horse snacks? Yeah, but I'm, I give them to the durable in case he's hungry. These are durable snacks. And then uh, I guess I am ready to go. I got my crook. All right. Where's our stuff? Our gear's in the van? Yeah. No, we, we took all our stuff to the hotel room. Uh, you took your, like, no, like overnight our van stuff. Gear. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Did Raj right. take that to, the ho- to our hotel room? I only took... I feel like you guys made me take, like, our clothes. But I felt like Wendy had, like, nine suitcases of clothes, and she was like, take all these. I got a lot of stuff, okay? I collect stuff. How many of them are dead animals? Are you going to kill our pet? I mean, I'm not going to say that we're going to get along very well, because I'm a cat. It's a gerbil. <laughs> but it's a dog-sized gerbil. It's true. So I might even it out. But I'm a person-sized yeah. cat. You know how cats and dogs famously get along? Well, we'll see. Well, I scratch him, and then I'm like, let's go get our gear, man. I shoot the gerbil a nasty look. Oh, no! All right, we head to the wagon to grab our stuff. All right, Raj is there. Raj? Oh, hey, guys. Where were you? I've been looking all over town for you. I got this jersey with all this polo shirt. Is this a jersey? I'm not a big mage ball guy. But anyway, I'm real excited for this game. I've been talking to a lot of locals. Turns out this is the biggest game of the year. Well, we had to solve a whole mystery without you. Yeah. I just went to the hotel and dropped the stuff off, and then I came back. We looked for you here. We looked for you here and at the hotel, and we couldn't find you. We must have just crossed paths, I guess. All right. Well, we got to go play this show. Well, do you think we can watch the first four terms? Uh, Hey, man. It seems like you don't really care about this game so much as you care about the show. So I I got an idea. What's the idea? I'll carry your gear if you go get my hacky sack back. Is it back at the hotel? No, man. It's in the Coliseum. It's in one of the team's locker rooms, but I I can't really remember which team was which. Which color was it? Was it silver or gold? It's the Regents. Was it the gold team? I'm not, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. Uh, We were in the gold and purple team room. Oh, all right. Yeah, I can find that. I'll go look. All right, cool. And then I'll meet you guys out on the... Uh... Do we have seats somewhere? Yeah, you have like a special... Right next to the rink seats. All right, then I'll meet you guys back in the seats. Right on. Okay. Thanks, dude. Yep. All right, big guy. Let's go see us some mage ball. I'm in. How much time do you want to spend looking for that hacky sack? None. Uh, I, 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 I'll go do it. For real. All right, well, the guard's like, you can't go in there. <sighs> All right. Then I go back up. I'm just going to be like, they wouldn't let me in. Okay. Damn it. Oh, man, I gotta get another one now. Maybe you can get a winning team hacky sack. Maybe it's one of the memorabilia. Maybe, maybe. It's just, it's so hard, you know? You gotta break it in. Yeah, like, I know. Just, right? I just wanted to play this show. Yeah, that's what, I'm really excited to play the show, too. I'm glad we're back together again. Yeah, I really missed you guys all day. Maybe you should try harder to hang out with us. Maybe I should. 
listen, Raj, this is a band. We're like a family. Everybody's got to pull their weight. And right now, I don't know, man, you got to step it up. Is this about my guitar solos? Yes. You got to practice, man. All right. hammer on. You're right. I've spent too much time walking around the city. Next time, as soon as we get in, I'm just going to sit and practice. Make sure I'm up to snuff and ready to go. All right. Well, they better improve. Or else no one's going to take us seriously on the road. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, but no we problem. can have us talk. And then we have a big group hug. And then we invent a secret Dream Lancer handshake. I feel like in that hug, I definitely have my hands on both of your heads. All right. Let's get ready to play some Mage Ball. For all the listeners, what I'm going to do is roll a d20 for each team, each term. And that will determine how many points they get. And then... If the bards want to do anything to interfere with the situation, they're welcome to try. And let's get started. At the end of the first term, the score is six to six. Tied game. Which color's winning, man? Wait, aren't you the one that knows about this? Yeah, but I'm bad at names. Oh. You can know the rules to a game and be really bad at not knowing names. But in term two, the warlords take a heavy lead at 12 to 10. Uh, it's not really a heavy lead, I guess. And then at the end of the third round, term, the regions take a commanding lead, making it all the way to 25 to the warlords 17. Yeah, regions, Jeez. go! Okay. The regions continue to kick ass, bringing it up to 39 points to the Warlord's 23. Jeez. This is a commanding lead. Let's play a show. After the third term? the fo- You just did the fourth, the fourth term. term. Okay, then this is a great time. Then the band comes on to play halftime show. All right. I take my place on the stage facing away from the audience. And then I realize we're in the middle of a field and we are surrounded. Hello, Mage Bowl 16! We are Dreamlancer, and we're here to rock and roll! This song goes out to all of you tailgate grilling, beer drinking, cornhole throwing, Mage Bowl loving miscreants. We love you! A one, a two, a one, two, three, four! Well, the girls warmed up and the beers are cold. I've been waiting all year for this Mage Bowl. Flying around with no rooms inside. I'm so excited for a Sunday night. Paid my bills, now let's have a little fun. Sitting in your bag and watching pressure digitations. Telekinesis and levitation. Let's see how fast that Mage can run. Mage Bowl.
driving, driving this cart all cat damn day. I just want to sit back and watch my favorite team play. Working all day and giving my all. Extra player lords, can I see some mage ball? I've never been one to enjoy the game, but when a fight breaks out, the crowd goes insane. No broken teeth means the game's too tame. No blood, no goro, what a shame. Mage ball. Everybody roll a performance check. 21. 16. 13. All right. How's Roger's guitar? Roger's guitar was kind of probably the weak point of the show, but like, all in all, still pretty decent. You were received really well. You got a good cheer from the crowd. The pyrotechnics helped, you know, I don't know. Also, nobody inspired each other. Like you said you were going to do last time. Yeah, but we didn't do that because we're saving them up so that we can Fire the fix the game. Players. Hello. We're getting 2,000 gold regardless because we played. It's not fixing the game, really, aside from the fact that only the players are supposed to inspire each other. All right. All right then I the want... Yeah, we're down close, aren't we? We're like off the Yeah, yeah. The we field. only have three more terms, and I have three more Bardic Inspirations, yeah, so I'm yeah, thinking. Same, same, same. All right. How do you want to do that? I want to inspire the warlords. Do you want to inspire the warlords or anti-inspire the regents? Can you do that? You yeah. You play like a really well, crappy song? That. I'll anti-inspire the regents. Perfect. It's like cutting words, except for it's cutting ball throwing. I'm going to cut skulls. Cutting skulls. I'm going to cast cutting skulls on the regents. All right, you guys each reach, roll your own number, and I'm going to roll these. What are we rolling? A d6? Yeah.
Minus four. Plus six. The regents managed to only squeeze out one point this term, but the warlords pulled a 26 point. Did you roll a six? Yeah. A 26 Are point you term. Serious? I swear. <laughs> bringing the score to 49 to 40. Oh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. In favor of the warlords. Damn. I'm going to bardically inspire Dial in the next term. Okay. Hey, you, you're pretty cool, and I think the world of you. So let's take a drink and give it a thing. This time your aim should be true. I'm going to inspire the warlords again. The crowd's clearly receiving the tension from this game. It's neck and neck. It's been back and forth all game. This is some of the best mage ball you've ever seen. Five. This round, the regents scored 12 points, bringing them up to 52. What did you roll? Four. And the warlord scored nine points, bringing them up to 58. It's neck and neck. We're down to the final term. I'm going to inspire those dice to be tied, to make it tied in the end. You got to pick one. I'll let you wait until it gets close to the end of the round. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're nearing the end of the round. The entire game. We're down to the one minute mark. The regents have now scored 13 points, bringing them up to 65 points. But the warlords have kept the competition stiff by scoring themselves nine which still leaves them in the lead at 67 points. We're down to two points. I'm going to inspire the regents. Hey, you, you're pretty cool. And I think the world of you. So let's take a drink and give it a thing. This time your aim should be true. And at cutting skulls, the regents. Uh oh. Piercing and quick, my tongue with a flick will cut you right down. I got what? I got a one. I got a five. But in the final minute, the uh, regents. Can I? I want to inspire the regents also. Okay. Swinging, you know you're the king A little self-confidence in you Can do anything Four Ugh. But the regents managed to lose four points in the final minute But somehow gain it back Bringing them up to 65 I would like to use my unseen servant To try really hard to cheat and get them two more points With, some, with two skulls, one skull in each hand Alright Wherever I go, nobody can see me. I flit from here to there on the breeze. Just as sneaky as a fox can be. I'm a servant of the unseen variety. As soon as you cast Unseen Servant, 
This ref runs over and tackles it. Two of the guards grab you out of the stands and like, what are you thinking? Interfering with the Mage Bowl 16. Um, Unseen Servant is regulation in my Mage Bowl League. I don't know what you're talking about. Bluff. Deception. 17. Well, that doesn't matter. Number one, you're not even a player. Number two, this is Mage Bowl. They escort Wendy off the premises. All right, while she's getting escorted off, I'm going to Barkley inspire the Regents again. Four. And then, as the buzzer rings... But it's only half as effective because it's the last second. Wrong again. As the buzzer rings, the regents score four more points, which is, seems odd. Well, they have, like, four skulls midair. Bringing the final score to 69 to 67. Regents over warlords. Do I know this? <sighs> Not yet. Because you got escorted off the premises. If we got a tie, it was good for both of us. And our souls, but if the regions won, Wendy would win money. So yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. I just was really hoping, really hoping for the death round. What are you gonna do? Even on a die six, that's tough. I it somehow got within reasonable, which it very easily could have gotten far from reasonable to try to inspire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the regions win. There's a giant roar. It's like uh, the loudest roar you've ever heard from a mid-sized sporting event and you guys head down into the that one hallway in the Coliseum that we keep talking about and you run into Sheil. Hey Sheil. She's like, oh man, you guys did okay at making music. Oh uh, what? I thought we did really well. That's fine. Um so here's your money. She gives you a bag that's how much heavy was heavy enough to be about two thousand gold. You want me to carry it since uh, that's a bag. That's like a bag. It probably comes in a trunk, right? We should just split it up, like you know what I mean. Okay, man, let's just take it back and split it up later. There's no sense in doing that now, you know. Okay. Now, while you guys are headed into the hotel room, no, we have important business. Okay. Wow, we have Shield. We're gonna say, hey, Shield. We couldn't. This guy, the bass player, forgot his hacky sack in the Regents locker room. Can you just like poke your head in and see if we can get it back? She's like, yeah, I'll go ask him since uh, they're probably all celebrating right now. And she runs down the hallway. She comes back with a hacky sack. She's like, here's your hacky sack. Thanks, man. They said you were cool, but also they can't find their coach. The last time we saw him was the pep talk before the game. So, huh. You know that it's him stole the other team and shrink rayed them and had them in a... What? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, there's a shrink ray down at them. Yeah, I heard Bentini might have been working on that. Yeah, well, uh, we saved the day. We got the team back. What happened to him? So you said he did that and then he skipped town? Yeah, I don't know. That's what they... They, they said they haven't seen him all game. Normally they're on the sidelines coaching, you know? Yeah. We had him tied up. He was in the uh, factory with us. Yeah, they said they saw him. So he definitely was here right before the game because they saw him for a pep talk and then they went up to the field. But he's left Bentini's, came here, did a pep talk, and then disappeared. He can't have gotten that far. It's only been seven terms and not a death round. And a halftime show. And a really good halftime show. And like a, a moderately decent halftime show. I have high standards, guys. Crooked Bones is going to be here. Yeah, well, you're welcome. No, you guys uh, you guys really pulled through. I'm really proud of you guys. 
Hey, who are you thinking of for uh, Mage Bowl seventeen? Yeah, actually, they're not. Um, it's not fixed, so we don't. I don't decide that. We have to. They play like for the halftime show. Oh, we'll have to see who's like famous around. It's then, weird you know? that you went straight to talk about fixing games. Yeah, well, uh, also like Consville might not host it next year. Oh yeah, where is yeah, it being hosted Consville next year? year? You know where that guy probably is. He's collecting that money. Are you guys gonna come bail me out? Oh, I thought you were with us. No. I'm like, oh yeah. Also, our bandmate may have gotten a little excited about the game and taken off. I saw. Her. Oh yeah, I saw that. No, there's just like a pen that they put people in. So many people try to like influence the game with magic every single game. She'll be outside. We go. We go to find her outside. We carry her equipment back to the wagon. You load the wagon, then you go outside. And uh, Wendy's standing there. There's like this guard that's opening up this bin. This when I say bin, there's like a fenced off section. With like a latch on it, and there's just like uh, it's like 15 people in there. He's like, "All right, guys, game's over. Get out of here." And then you look across the street, and there's a carriage with red and blue lights on the top, and there are these two guards putting coronitis into it, and he, they're tucking his head in as he steps into the carriage, and he looks over, and he's like, "And I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those idiots and their stupid uh, that other guy that was with them." I thought I was going to say your stupid gerbil. Yeah, and a stupid gerbil, too. Now, the gerbil helped him get away with it. Yeah, it's true. And Bentini's there like, yeah, and he owes me all this money for breaking all my stuff. Cool. What happened to death saves? I don't know, but we should go pick up your money at the... Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go, yeah. yeah. I already wrote down that I got it, so I better go pick it up. And death saves is there. Yeah. And they're like, we almost solved that crime, but you guys solved it first. Did you like our show? We rocked so hard. Yeah, you guys are good, I guess. Why are you guys here? Yeah, why are you even here? That almost had to be Sally Shitstein with a dismissive attitude. What do you mean, why are we here? We're out looking for gigs, playing, trying to play shows, becoming famous. Stop or dying trying. Us. Stop going to the only town in this direction. Did you get a show in this town? What if we did? Then we'll come check you guys out tonight. All right. The rising tide lifts all boats, baby. Yeah, man, we're playing at the Wild Boar. Oh, sick. We're sleeping there. We'll check you out. Yeah, we'll come cheer you on. Okay. Is Red around? No. <sighs> that idiot, we owe him money. He's not going to get it. <laughs> we owe him three copper. I don't think he gives a shit. All right, let's go to Hugo's and collect my winnings. All right, you go to Hugo. There's a line. There's like a There's a line at Hugo's. I tell them to go back to the inn and get us some food and stuff, and I'll just wait for my money. Uh, all right, Raj, I'm going to go check out this uh, armor, and then I'll... Come up and see you up in the tavern. Oh, okay. I mean, unless you want to come with me. Yeah, I'll come with you. All right, you go to Bagan's. Is it open? No. All right, let's uh, just go right. get drunk. Is there a sign that says what time they open? No. All right, do you go to Hugo's? Yeah, I'm right. in line. You stand in line until eventually you get in, and he gives you your money. Then everybody goes to the wild boar and they get wasted. I want to check in our room on the Durble and make sure yeah. it hasn't destroyed anything. If it has <laughs> destroyed everything, we should probably return it. Oh, it's just like eating stuff. It's like eating the bed. Uh, okay, we're done with this. No, wait. We'll just get some... Do they have any giant seeds? Can we get a mini version oh, of man, the shrink ray? The shrink ray can solve the like hunger problem by just like, make a steak. Yeah. Everyone eat... Yeah, we just get a bowl of vegetable soup, like six bowls of vegetable soup for it. It washes itself with the vegetable soup. No, it eats it. 
All right. I have a feeling that maybe this guy needs some friends and he might eat every We can't s- afford to feed two of them. Yeah, and he might eat every single tavern room we go to. We no could way. Get, we could get two horse-sized gerbils and then trade Valerie in. Then we don't have a horse I, to feed I really too. like our horse. I think maybe we just... I want to try to shake hands with it. It shakes your hand. Yeah. Oh, uh, can do tricks? We could take this on the road. This could be part of our show. You think we could train him? Yeah. I want to try to spike its hair up like a faux hawk. All right. Is it happy with that? Yeah. Dude, this is the best one, dude. What do you want to name him, Raj? I oh, I get to guy. name him? I asked the big guy, but you know how he feels about names. Lars. Lars the Durbel. And then Death Save plays a show. No, they actually kind of suck. We cheer for them anyway, and I'm like, come on, guys. I'll buy you a round. I buy them all a shot. They say, thanks for the shots, man. I know last time we met, we were kind of, we kind of tried to get the reward over you. Where are you guys off to next? I don't know, just heading down the road. All right. All right, well, we're off to bed. Maybe we'll catch you down the road. All right. Later. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go out and see if I can find like a bird. Okay, you find one. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Animal Messenger. Our guitarist keeps disappearing, and we keep ending up having to deal with strange situations, but we've got a companion, and we played, and that's as much as fits in that message. Oh, okay. So, is there another bird? Yes. I cast it again. Mage Bowl 16. Love you. Miss you. Cool. The birds fly off. Another town is saved. Emily gets to pick up her armor in the morning, right? Emily gets her armor in the morning. But, uh, uh, uh. I don't get my armor. Okay. It's the next morning. How did our durbel do overnight? It did okay. Did he snug? No, it ate some stuff. Oh. All right, you guys ready to go get the wagon, get out of town? Yeah, I gotta get some things though, so I'll meet you at the wagon. I'm going with the big guy. I want to get some memorabilia to remember our Mage Bowl. All right, I'll just go with you guys. You go outside, and there's all these vendors that have all these Mage Bowl 16 champion regions. Woo! I want a T-shirt. There's like a carriage that's flipped on its top that was set on fire last night. There's like a couple couches in the street that are all burned out. There's like a mass exodus from the town as like the entire field's worth of carriages and wagons and carts are all leaving. It's a little hectic, but you know, it's dying down a bit. 
I want to get a Regent Champion t-shirt. All right. You go get one. Yeah, I want one, too. like, five gold. That's an expensive t-shirt. I want socks. They're, like, two gold. Do they have, like, some postcards? Yeah, you find, like, this, like, weird vendor that sells, like, things no one wants, and he has (laughs) Regents won the Mage Bowl 16 postcards. All right. I'm going to go get my armor now, so my dude goes down to the armor. All right, you go to Bagans. She's like... I got your armor done. Awesome. It's right there. You can have it. Thanks, bro. All right. Now you have scale mail. I put it on. Does it fit? Yep. I jump up and down and it jingles a little. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for your business. I told you one day guaranteed or some of your money back. Remember that. I'd like to stop. Wait, one final stop before we leave town at... Dally Wears Fried Food Kiosk. Yeah. Grab a road snack and also ask if they have any hamster, uh, I mean gerbil treats. We got corn dogs. All right, I'll take six. All right. Do they have any kettle corn? Yeah. I'll take a bag of that. They also have a cotton candy machine. No. Okay. And then you head on down the road. It's the Bard Mystery Tour. Death Saves Played in the Halftime Show is a song from Dead Batteries called Lousy Smarch Weather. You can check them out on Bandcamp. Here's the full song.
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. You want to do rock, paper, scissors? Nah. Good whoever work. wins goes second. Okay. Rock, One, two, paper, three, scissors, shoot. Rock, One, two, paper, three, scissors, shoot. shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Oh. For our listeners, they both did scissors continuously until the last one where Emily chose paper paper and Brayton chose rock. 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 So she, Emily won. Are you saying you don't want to go? No, whoever loses goes first. Those were the rules. You made those rules. I would have just gone. (laughs) But now Brayden has to go.